Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming back to the Busy Mom Podcast. My name is Heidi St. John. I am the founder of thebusymom.com, and I'm here with Dorinda Wilson, who is a writer for The Busy Mom, also mm-hmm. a writer at simplenourishinghome.com, right. mm-hmm. and a friend of mine. Yes. And she's a mother of eight, and <laughs> she's busy too. <laughs> We're both busy. We're both busy. We're all busy. Uh, and we want to talk today specifically about. Uh, finding contentment mm-hmm. at home. You know, every day we hear from moms um, who say, I'm, I I, I, thought I was going to have a career. Right. Or I'm frustrated because we're still living in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Or I'm frustrated because of this or because of that. And I, and uh, there's some, there is something to be said for um, recognizing where you are. Right. And then learning to be content with it. My mom used to tell me that um, contentment was never going to be found in wanting more things. Contentment mm-hmm. was going to be found when I was happy with what I had. Right. And I wonder kind of what we're teaching our kids. Mm-hmm. I uh, was at uh, Walmart the other day, the bastion of uh, Christmas toys, <laughs> and uh, looking through their toys, and I saw the Bratz dolls, which we should probably do an entire podcast on dolls that you should not buy your children. <laughs> anyway, I saw this entire line of these dolls, and I'm, you know, I struggle when I see them anyway because of the way the dolls are dressed and the provocative nature of the the packaging and just a whole bunch of things I don't like. But what I really didn't like was. They had this one doll who was basically the point was that she she's never going to have enough. So she was a shopping doll. She you know she lives to shop. She lives right. to get more. She needs more. She needs more. And I thought that is a horrible message. I know there are people out there trying to be healed from that. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I thought that is a horrible message to send your kid. It is. You know. And and uh, and we. So how can we um, in a in really in a culture particularly in the United States, uh, although I, I think we're beginning to see a shift away from right, that out of right. necessity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Bible says that we're to be free from those kinds of things and that um, godliness with contentment, Timothy said, or Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.6 6, is great gain. 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, but godliness is actually a means of great gain when it's accompanied by contentment. Mm. And contentment uh, is basically to accept faith with a thankful heart. And whatever God has in front of you, whatever he has given you. That's right. Um, that's what it means to be content. Mm-hmm. I looked up the word contentment. Of I, course you, you know, did. I know you like to do that, so I yeah. thought I would do it yes, this time. Yes, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it read, having a vision um, for well-being. Mm-hmm peace, ease of mind, mm-hmm. satisfaction, fulfillment, but it's a feel- feeling that is propagated by an attitude. Mm. Whoa. Wah. <laughs> yeah, that was slightly <laughs> convicting. A feeling that's propagated by an attitude. Mm-hmm. And I wonder as parents, you know, we're raising uh, children who are going to be having their own children. We're really raising uh parents for our grandchildren. Right. I know that's a little bit of a mind bender, but that's what we're doing. What we're doing right now is going to impact not just this generation, right, but the one to come. And uh, the Bible says that we're supposed to learn to be content. Um, Apostle Paul says that the love of money brings misery with it. Check this out, First Timothy 6, for we have brought nothing into mm. the world and we can't take anything out of it either. If we have no food, and covering with these, if we have food and covering with these, we shall be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge men into ruin and destruction for the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Mm. 
That, those are pretty powerful words. They are. To a generation that's kind of in love with stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and I think I don't know if I'm sure this might be your experience as a as a married couple and as a family. You go through seasons where times are lean, mm-hmm. and then you know other seasons where it's not not as lean. Um, and so God just brings us through all these different times. And Paul had that same experience, mm-hmm. and he said that um, that he had learned he knew how to be brought low and how to abound mm-hmm. in any and every circumstance. He had learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, mm-hmm. abundance and need. But then he said, I can do all things through him who mm-hmm. strengthens me. And mm-hmm. I find that interesting because that verse is attached to contentment, mm-hmm. not doing just any old thing. Mm-hmm. It has to do with contentment. Well, and he's saying you can be content no matter what That's circumstance right. that you find yourself mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, um, you know, I have, have over the years, Jay and I have had um, many, many years uh where we have had less than ideal financial situation right, in right. our life, largely because we chose a vocation that wasn't ever going to make us rich. Right. And I'll tell you what, it it really kind of um, uh, puts the world into perspective for you mm-hmm. when you learn to live frugally mm-hmm. and you learn to be at peace mm-hmm. that way. And I think teaching our children to be content no matter what the circumstances are in your life, that contentment kind of comes from inside of you. That's right. It really has nothing to do with your circumstance. Right. It has everything to do with are we walking in right relationship mm-hmm. uh, to and with the Holy Spirit. Right. And I think it's tempting in our culture because there's so much to see on Facebook and, mm-hmm. and Pinterest and everything everything that can really feed mm. that uh, if there's a little bit of discontent it can just feed it and make it huge Absolutely. and we have to be really careful about that it's mm-hmm. it, it, there's nothing wrong with looking at you know great things on pinterest but knowing that um just being aware that we're continuing to be content with mm-hmm. what God's given us mm-hmm. and i it was interesting because a couple of weeks ago uh, my husband and i were in north carolina Mm-hmm. And we drove by Andy Griffith's oh, house. Opie. He lived in that house for 31 years. Wow. And it was the teeniest, tiniest little thing. And it occurred to me, as I looked at the houses in the neighborhood as well, that back in the day, they tended to just build what they needed. Yeah. And that was it. They yeah. were happy to have their simple needs met. Yeah. And, you know, that didn't... That didn't um, handicap him in mm-hmm. life obviously mm-hmm. he went on to become successful and i'm thinking mm-hmm. it was actually helpful yes you know yeah. and i think about it with our kids sometimes we feel like you know we can't buy them the gifts that so and so can buy them at christmas right. or whenever throw the kinds of birthday parties that some people throw but the right. truth is it's in their best interest mm-hmm. to keep things simple mm-hmm. and heartfelt absolutely and i think you just really invest in you just make a completely different investment and yeah. not that you can't do those other things but I really think it, it's really beneficial for our kids to see what it looks like to be able to to live with just a little bit. Well, and, and really, make it in meaningful. this generation of being so self centered mm-hmm. and so narcissistic, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're kind of the selfie generation, definitely. And it helps to take your eyes off of yourself and mm-hmm. look around you and ask the Lord to show you the circumstances of other people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of our contentment has to do with our perspective, right? So if my perspective is always just focused on me and what I didn't get today and what I wish I sure wish mm-hmm. I had so and so's thing, right? And, 
you know, and that can happen to us just right. as easily. It can happen to our children. I think for women and for uh, mothers in particular, we tend to uh, be a uh, lack of contentment is basically based on something we see happening in another mom's life. It mm-hmm. may not even be something she has. Right. Maybe we're maybe we're a lack of contentment in our own marriage because we looked at her marriage and thought, well, she's got it better. You know, she's got something going on in her marriage I don't have going on in mine. So now I'm not content in my own marriage anymore. Right. Because right. rather than look and see what I've got and what God can help me with to be content with and to improve upon my own circumstances, I'm comparing myself right. to somebody else. And doesn't this all come down to thankfulness? Yeah. Just looking at what you have that you, mm-hmm. you've shared before. Share mm-hmm. again about your mm-hmm. this journal that you and uh, Jay had written in, yeah, started writing in. Yeah, that's a great story. Uh, when uh, Right before my father-in-law passed away, Jay and I started a, a gratitude journal. And actually, um, that's in my show notes today. I will link back to some some journals that uh, that I love. But we decided to write down some things that we were thankful for because we were struggling, mm-hmm. um, because we were having a hard time being thankful, because mm-hmm. we were having a hard time being content. You know, God has sort of put a dream in our heart. And when the Lord puts a dream in your heart, it burns in you like mm-hmm. a fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we wanted this thing so badly. And, but we were struggling, struggling financially. We were struggling with all of the, the burden of trying to get this thing off the ground and, and homeschooling our children. And we live with our in-laws and all these things. And uh, a friend of mine gave me a, a blank journal and she said, I don't know what you guys might use this for, but here you go. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jay, one day, let's start writing down every night before we go to bed, 10 things that we're thankful for. And I'll tell you what, there were days when we we just could hardly eke anything out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd be sitting in bed and Jay be like, well, thankful that I didn't die. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, good. <laughs> That's number, good. Number one, good. We're, not, we're not dead. That's good. <laughs> we're still breathing. Um, and we would say, you know, what's been the best part of today? And we'd, well, we, you know. Good stuff. Good stuff happened today. I'm going to think of it, you know, and we we sort of struggled with that for a little right. while, but then our perspective started to change and I'll tell you when Jay's dad died, we were we were several weeks into this journal when dad died. And the night that he died, um I wrote in my journal again. And those pages are tear stained in that journal. Jay and I sat there and we wrote, you know, some of them I wrote cuz Jay was sleeping, you know, it um just trying to process what had happened right, so quickly right. and all these things. But I wrote down, I'm thankful for a legacy, mm. you know, thankful for that God gave me uh, this family. Thank you. Thankful for dad's marriage to mom for nearly 50 years, just short of right. 50 years of marriage. Right. And when you start taking your eyes off of what has gone wrong and start looking at what has gone right, mm-hmm. your contentment level rises. It, does. it rises mm-hmm. with the gratefulness that's mm-hmm. in your heart because mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Contentment is attached to gratefulness. It is. And you know, I think we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to look different than mm-hmm. the world. And have you ever noticed how um, peaceful and beautiful and mm-hmm. uh attractive a content person mm-hmm. is and that looks so different than what we see in the world with everybody right. just clawing for more and more and yeah. more and yeah. you know god says that we're to be set apart and we're to be different and mm-hmm. i think that is one area mm-hmm. where um, we could just really shine mm. Um, so moms, as we leave this topic today, I'm going to kind of leave you with a challenge before you get up every morning, um, ask the Lord to help you live your day with a holy intention in mind, Mm -hmm. with the intent to be thankful, with Mm -hmm. the intent to be content, Mm -hmm. um, about and through your day. And then ask what the Lord, uh, 
um, can show you different things. You know, ask the Lord to show you the contentment that's found in just sitting in the morning with your cup of coffee. That's right. Or finding that little uh, amount of quiet time during your day, or mm-hmm. just realizing, hey, I've got a warm uh, roof over my head and food that's that right. I can cook my children. And the fact that we've got toilets that need to be clean means we have indoor plumbing. That's right. Anything that helps kind of set your perspective. Uh, start your day with that. Keep a gratitude journal. If you haven't read Ann Voskamp's A Thousand Gifts mm. yet, totally worth reading. It's great. Um, one of those things that just sort of changes uh, your perspective. And then sit back and watch what the Lord will do. Because when the Holy Spirit works in harmony with a human being, miraculous things mm-hmm. happen. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. As always, if you've got any questions, please feel free to contact us. You can reach us at, the, at podcast at thebusymom.com. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.